Welcome to This Is The Place, brought to you by We Own This Town, where we discuss the ever-growing and shrinking restaurant and bar options here in Nashville, Tennessee. With me today, as always, is Mike Leeds. How are you, man? I am well. You didn't even introduce yourself. I didn't. Oh, um, my name is Matt. <laughs> Hello, Matt. How are you? I am well. Glad to be on the show again. Yeah. Welcome back. It's a new year. Uh, we're moving forward. You know, and... by the time people hear this, there'll be a whole new administration. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. It's uh, such a bizarre, bizarre time right now. But uh, one thing is great is a new administration. That <laughs> is for sure. Yeah. So how was your holiday? Uh, my holiday season was good. Yeah. I did a lot of quarantining before Christmas. Yeah. And uh, then actually spent it with my family. Tried you to, did. you know, super uh-huh. safe. Right. Did the two weeks ahead of time. Uh, but really, the most fun I had was New Year's, okay. where I got a to-go package from Mother's Ruin that we've oh, discussed here on the show. All right. It was like four of their specialty cocktails, uh-huh. some pimento cheese, yeah, uh, and like a basket of fries, and a bottle of champagne, all nice. of that to-go, uh-huh. and just got smashed at my house. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. We tried to go to Mother's Ruin... Um, last month in December and the wait was just too long mm. for Outback. Yep. You, we could have gone in and mm. hung out inside, but just, you know, sure. w- weren't feeling it. So mm. we passed on that. Yeah. I highly recommend outdoor, but, but, it, but it, there's only like six tables. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was a decent amount. Uh, it's not like super small, but yeah, it, I haven't been in the back area so you know if it's only six tables or not i thought it was more than that but. i mean they're like big picnic tables yeah but okay. it's i guess still limited yeah. yeah 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 we for new year's we actually had a great we had a really probably better time on new year's than we did on christmas as well i mean christmas was great with the kids and all but um we were planning on zooming with all my other relatives uh-huh Obviously did not happen because there was no internet service. Yeah, yeah. Due to terrible, terrible thing that happened downtown. Yeah. That, you know, there's just so much terrible shit. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, there's no point. Let's well, a, a fresh slate. Let's let's have a fresh slate for once. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I like it. Um. So we had uh, a Zoom party on New Year's with uh, family. Cool. In different cities, and it was a lot of fun, but. We got a New Year's package from Cafe Rosé. Oh. And I know we've talked about it in episodes past. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cafe Rosé in East Nashville, I believe they do have one. I think it's opened in Belmede now as well. And just a really one of our go-tos. Great. Always good to eat there. and Or order out, mm-hmm. which we did. And I'll tell you what we got real quick. Have... You ever... Well, let me ask you something. <laughs> Please. Do you, and do you like hummus? I love a hummus. Do you like avocado? Mm-hmm. Then you will love the avocado hummus. Have you had their avocado hummus? Man, I feel like I have. And there, I got a tingling of a memory that's yeah. very positive. I mean, holy shit. It no, not, is... Those are two mushy things that may not mix well together, but it you sounds would, like they do. You would think, huh... Maybe not mixing well together, <laughs> but you would be wrong. Okay. You would be very wrong. All right. They mix excellent. They're they're really, really good. Uh, it was probably one of the highlights of the food that we got from there. So it is obviously avocado with hummus, and it has pepitas. 
which is pumpkin seed. Okay. And tremolo, okay. which is a, a traditionally a North African marinade relish. You know, you see it more in like fish or seafood and mm-hmm. vegetables. But uh, it's uh, out of like Libya or Morocco uh, flavored areas. Um, but it was amazing. I mean, I just like it came with some really good bread. You can tell it, it is fresh because if you can't, you have to eat it. And in, in one sitting, if you put it in the fridge, mm-hmm. it starts to turn brown like yeah. real avocado uh, does. Uh, I want to share a theory with you. What's that? If something has pumpkin seeds in it, uh-huh. it is great. That's my theory. Really? I love it when people just sprinkle a pumpkin seed in a thing. It yeah. just adds, I mean, they do have flavor uh-huh. and they have like a nice texture that gets added into things. It's, right. Any specifics to back up that theory um, that you can off the top of your head? You know, no. Yeah. No, none whatsoever. I just have a vague memory of having pumpkin seeds in multiple different items at uh-huh. various restaurants throughout my multi-decade life. And right. they've always been good. Always pleasant. I've never been disappointed by a pumpkin seed being added to a dish. The magic of a pumpkin seed. Yeah. The secret weapon. <laughs> I can go with that. I'm, I'm waiting to be disproven. Yeah. You know? I will continue to search, and if I if, yeah. I if I find something, I'll let you know. And if if, if it's disagreeable, I will definitely let you know. But I, I think you got. You, if you, you know, come you're, in you're, here one week and say a, I had a dish with pumpkin seeds in it, and the pumpkin seeds made it disgusting, yeah, then something was already wrong with that dish. <laughs> it was not the pumpkin seed. Yeah. Okay. That's right. what I think. I, I like that theory. I can go with that. You know, this show is all about making wild statements <laughs> with very little evidence to back it up. Completely anecdotal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is the world we live in. It is. We're talking oh, about God. fresh slates. It is. As That's I head right. into 2021, I'm embracing just personal experience as uh-huh. anecdotes equals fact. Oh. That's my new thing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> no, I do not like it. No. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If you see where it leads to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. so good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, <laughs> so Cafe Rosé, what else do you get there? So uh, we got the Green Goddess Salad, which is just, you know, it's a great salad. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the pork schnitzel. A schnitzel? A schnitzel. Is that new? No, it's standard. I think that was like when it first opened, I think that was the first thing I actually had there. And what makes it great, talking about, you know, these little add-on side uh, things within the overall main dish, uh, red cabbage and pickled beet. It is really, really good. And the thing that, you know, I'm a little surprised about is that they haven't made this like some sort of vegetarian dish because it really reminded me and I think I mentioned this several episodes back about the first time I ever had uh, a true vegan experience in New York. Yeah. And it was it was either a schnitzel or a chicken parmesan, and it was made with tempeh. And it was very, you know, right. I think that Cafe Rosé should should do a, 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 a vegan schnitzel. And I think... You won't hear any disagreements from me on that. Yeah, because I, I mean, they know what they're doing when they're putting their ingredients together and how to cook. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure, you know, and they definitely have some great vegetarian dishes. So I'm sure that they could figure that out. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll tag them in this episode yeah. and say, hey, do this, please. Yes, that way you can go that and way experience. I, I really, side-out. I really like Cafe Rosé a lot. Uh, they do have vegetarian options that I've partaken in. But, yeah, but if I could get a schnitzel, yeah, with avocado and hummus, I mean, jeez, forget yeah. about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and then the Smashburger, uh, which oh, is right. a classic. Yeah. 
I mean, Cafe Rosé been? Can you say something's been a classic when Cafe when a restaurant's only been around for a couple of years? Maybe. Well, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. I think you can. They seem like they're pretty established and they're not going anywhere. Yeah, that is true. You know, like I was kind of worried for them for a little bit because that zone that they're in. I worry about all those establishments. Sure. It's such a weird intersection. Yeah. It doesn't have a long history of things staying there for a long time. Right. Like where Vinyl Tap is now, you know, that used to be a pretty infamous restaurant, the Service Shepherd's Pie. There was nothing else around it. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. it's just, I worry for all those restaurants. Yeah. But I think East Nashville's like grown up enough where it is supporting all those things. Oh, yeah, I think so. But there's that so. one parking lot still gives me pause. Like The, the East uh, east side well you, it looks like no no no. like okay. right there by cafe rose and vinyl tap and the brewery in that four corners there's just like a parking lot it looks like it used oh, to be a service station you, well do you know what's going there now oh something's going in yes no tell me a toy store what a toy store wild the guy that runs uh green fleet bikes uh-huh. on shelby street Bikes uh-huh. uh, is opening up a toy store there. That is the last thing I would have guessed I, to yeah. go in there. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. it I, I mean, I have to say, I mean, it takes some balls to open up a toy store. It does. You know, uh, you would think like, oh, uh, another bar might be sustainable or some other, I don't know. Well, restaurants, uh, not so good this year. But I mean, it, uh, how many toy stores are around and maybe that's maybe he's cornering the market i don't yeah. know i can think of one phillips and that's way out in Bellmead. i don't know what that is it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's pretty oh, okay. cool been around for a long time yeah uh, sure but it's deep Bellmead. deep oh okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why you've never been there <laughs> yeah man we're going off way on a tangent here but hillsborough village there's a really nice toy shop now. Oh, okay All yeah right, cool um, cool yeah, well, maybe they're filling the void that Toys R Us has left. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when it's happening, but it was announced uh, several months back. Yeah, that that will be some sort of toy shop. I, I'm so sorry for the tangent here, but do you think there's any uh, laws around proximity of a toy shop to Franz? <laughs> I don't know, but we should talk to the councilman about that i mean that is because, a stone's throw quite possibly i mean not to bars or anything i'm not implying yeah, yeah. anything strange but it's that's a yeah. funny dichotomy of like you know right. a very dirty establishment which i love yeah which we, and a toy store yes yeah yeah i mean i think fran's won yeah uh, as it should have dive bar yeah. side <laughs> competition get back to the point i think cafe rosé is here to stay so i think it's okay to call one of their very first menu items, a classic. It's still around. Agreed. Kids love it. Um, and well, <laughs> Do you I mean, mean that like your literal kids or like the kids? No, my kids love it. <laughs> my kids love it. So that's what we did for New Year's uh, dinner, and it was great. Yeah, love it. So, did you make it out to Roberta's? I have not made it out to Roberta's. They're only there for like another week, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, we made it out last month, and. You uh, were correct that it is some amazing pizza. We loved it. I'm very happy to hear that. And I'm glad it delivered. They did not deliver. Glad well, it, it did. It, it did deliver. It delivered. Um, there was some screw up. Uh, they do deliver, I should say. I mean, you can do DoorDash or something like that. Okay. Um, but Ooh. I had to go and Good wait. To know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to wait an hour, but I waited an hour. But yeah, you need to definitely go there before they're before they're gone. Yeah, I was trying to find the date real quick of when it leaves, but it, it just might said be in like... 
January. I don't yeah. know if it's. What'd you still... get? Did you get the margarita? Did you get the little stinker? What'd I you get? got. I did get the margarita, and the other one I got. I think I did get the little stinker, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Those were the two we got. And excellent and, guess. Yeah, and they were great. I mean, it, you never know with these renowned pizza places. You, you think it's the slab, the concrete slab, or whatever, mm-hmm. with the wood fire stove that makes the pizza. And there, I mean, they're literally just outside in this. Looks like they made their own. Oh wow! You know, it's this little brick oven pizza that's that's right on the outside. I mean, it's literally like almost on the street, and you know, just a little pop up right there. But it, it was it was great. I mean, they obviously have their ingredients down. I know what they're doing. I think that's correct. They know what they're doing for sure. So for anyone who hasn't heard previous episodes, this is a pop up of a. Brooklyn pizzeria called Roberta's that is available at Urban Cowboy Public House. You can just pick up a pizza there. Sounds like you got to wait an hour, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's or, worth it. Or if you can order DoorDash or something like that, then you don't have to wait. It's pretty standard, it seemed like, if you're going in there. I, and I'm, I think maybe it's Wednesday through Saturday. Okay. Yeah, if you just walk up, you're pretty much going to be waiting for a while. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You might be able to go into Urban Cowboy and have a good drink while you wait. I'm not sure. Maybe. So uh, the other thing I was going to ask is you, we talked about Bonmi, Eastside Bonmi. Uh-huh. And I saw that they are doing a pop-up right now where they're having chefs do their favorite Bonmi sandwich. Wow. Well, have not heard of this. They're going to have a rotating uh, list of chefs and I think Sean Brock, who is, you know, of course, one of the renowned chefs in town. And I'm trying to think of some of the others. I saw a Nashville scene headline the other day related to them that was talking about a fundraiser project for the Nashville Food Project. That's is, what is this is. this related? That's what exactly what this is. Oh. So. It would probably help if I read more than the headline. But uh, <laughs> the first chef is the chef from Lou. Oh, that we you love Lou. That I love Lou. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we went to Lou last year. Mm-hmm. Thought it was great. So Malia we- uh, Weger, I believe is her name. Oh, okay. And so her sandwich is a smoked kabucha squash banh mi. What? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what that means, but I definitely will uh, check it out. Ho- it's going on right now. Hopefully, it's still available. When this pops, when this yeah, episode pops. Yeah, according to Instagram, uh, we are recording this on the 19th, and it's Instagram says this is the last week to grab that one. So, oh, wow. We are, okay. by the time you hear this, you need to immediately report yeah. to Eastside Bon Me yeah, to yeah. get this. Yeah, totally. And then, so yeah, we have like Sean Brock from Audrey, Julia Sullivan from Henrietta Red, and Philip Krajak from Folk. Some of my favorite places. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, We'll probably be going there at least once a week for the next month or so. Yeah, I mean, that sounds incredible. And it's, like, for a good cause, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Double bonus. Yeah. One dollar from each sandwich sold will go directly to the Nashville Food Project to help alleviate hunger in our city. Much needed. Yeah, lovely. Much needed. So we usually, in episodes past, have talked about openings and closings. Mm. And not many... Opening right now, there are some, but uh, I disagree. But I know where you're going. Okay, we can talk about that in a second. Yep. But we'll talk about one that is closing. Yep. And by the time this airs, it will have been closed. It will be closed, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, that is Eastland Cafe. Yeah. And man, just so sad to hear about that. This is one of your your hotspots, one of your go tos. Yeah. Right? So we used pre COVID days, we had the opportunity once a month to have a parents' night out. Mm-hmm. Would last from like four to eight. We would always go to some happy hour place, and numerous times we would go to Eastland Cafe. I mean, just love it, you know. Yeah. And it is really, really a bummer to hear that they are closing. I mean, they're maybe they maybe have the best pickles in town. Oh, fried pickles. We've we've covered yeah, we, this we've before. Covered, we, yeah, yeah. I, I know we controversial. It is controversial. <clears throat> best fried. I mean, we'd fried pickles, the wings, the the wedge salad. I mean, everything uh, about it. So I don't know uh, where the owner and chefs will head after yeah. this, but hopefully they will stick around and have something new. Come Do we up. know if this know. was totally COVID related? It hasn't. They they really haven't announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw the note that they put up on their door saying January 23rd was the final day. Mm-hmm. Um, total bummer. Absolutely agree. Uh, but... I wasn't sure what the impetus behind it was because they, you know, they feel like one of those restaurants that has been around for a while that might just be simply fighting having been around for a while. Yeah. And I'm sure COVID does not help that. Totally. I mean, they've been around for 15 years. I mean, in that little area of Eastland, you know, back then it was them and a Mexican restaurant. uh, And I mean, it was nothing but dirt across the street there was no jenny's or anything for years and years and they were around and i think you're right i think they had a loyal fan base Mm -hmm. or loyal customer base yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i I will say the times that we went it wasn't packed ever yeah but there was always you know people there it wasn't empty you know so i think they definitely have or at least had the loyal fan base there and i think it you're right that it probably is a combination of both just knowing how difficult, how small the margins are for these restaurants to make money and to survive. And then we, when you have the COVID come in and uh, really decimate that, and it really just you know makes it impossible. Yeah, I was talking with a buddy that lives a couple blocks from there just mm-hmm. the other day about this. And he he was kind of excited because Eastland was never for him. So he was like, oh, something new will go in there that I'm oh, excited yeah. about. But we kind of got into this conversation about how, like, if you are a restaurant, staying relevant for any amount of time mm-hmm. is really difficult because the the whole way restaurants work is, like, you're always going for the new thing. I mean, this mm-hmm. show is sort of about that. Like, right. here's the new yeah. thing to check that out. That is true. And, and that's really difficult. Like, I thought that uh, Bar 308 did a wonderful thing recently by rebranding to camp, mm-hmm. you know, like... Everyone's been to Bar 308, like, know what the experience is. They did a great job establishing this, like, cocktail menu, and it kind of petered out a little bit. Yeah. And they're reinventing themselves. Now, they reinvented themselves during a pandemic, which I'm sure was not easy. And right. I don't even know if the new thing is super open yet. But I do think it's brilliant that they have this space that people know to go to, mm-hmm. and they've just rebranded to do something different. Realize that they need to do it. They need to do it. I yeah. think that's the underscore that's really important. And, you know, with Eastland... I went back and looked at their their menu, and it's. I'm sure they have specials every night, but it, it really doesn't change a ton, no. which is good and bad. Because right. if you love the place, you right. can go and you can get the cheese plate that's amazing. You can right. get the roasted broccoli that's amazing. But 
if you know yeah no if you're a restaurant person you might just tire of it i i get what you're saying and you know you kind of say i mean 15 years is a good run that's a very good run yeah you know so it's nothing to you know sneeze at but it's still at the end of the day you know i'm sure they probably wanted to stay open (laughs) i'm sure they wanted to stay open for sure well maybe i don't know yeah you know you saw the brown's diner is closing oh yeah and like the the, who knows how much i mean if they own that land but the guy was like i did it for 48 years i did it yeah (laughs) yeah like you did it you win the war (laughs) 15 years i mean obviously if they went through economic strife that's terrible and i'm very empathetic but also you have to celebrate that they were a really great restaurant for 15 years. Yeah. And that's n- totally not a small thing. Yeah, no. no so. that's, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, we wish everybody there the best. Hopefully they move on to yeah. good things. And maybe they'll end up at Eastside Bon Me making like a special Bon Me sandwich. That would be great. I, would I, wouldn't, I wouldn't turn that down at all. So we'll <laughs> see what, I mean, I'm sure something will go in there very quickly. I mean, it's prime prime real estate. For, yeah. and, and the restaurant's already set up. You know, you wouldn't have to change much. To For me, sure. To me, it seems like. Yeah. You know, some a new chef wants to come in and see what they can do in, yeah. in that space. Well, hearty thanks to Eastland Cafe. Yes. Yes. You did definitely. a great service to the beginning of the Nashville restaurant scene. Yeah, really did. Really. Yeah. They, were, they were one of the first ones, on, especially on this side of town, on the east side. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Any other closings that you want to talk about? Yeah, Eastland and Browns. That's what yeah. I got, you know? Yeah, I, I, I did see that Browns sold and that it closed. Any idea what's going to happen to it? I haven't, no. haven't seen. No. But I, I just think... read something that said, we're going to keep the vibe, not the vibe, I forget what the exact words were. We're mm-hmm. going to not change it much, basically, which who knows what that means. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, when you're famous for being a trailer... What can right. you do? You know, like if mm-hmm. Santa's pub like renovated to be something slightly different, it loses a ton it, of its charm. Yeah, I immediately. think people would stop going there. I don't know about that. I mean, I think people yeah. would still go, but it, part of it is that, you know, right. that allure. So yeah, yeah. I think whoever's taking over it, if they're smart, it's like whoever took over Dino's forever ago and everyone was like all up in arms right. that oh, Dino's yeah, yeah. was going to be this yeah, new yeah. fancy thing. And it was like, no, nah, it's still it, kind of a dive. Yeah, it didn't change hardly at all. Yeah. Still really. love it. <laughs> Don't use the word dive as a pejorative. Right. It's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So let's talk about a couple of uh, places we've been to or at least gotten to go food. Uh, well, before before we get into places we've been to, I do want to uh, call out really quick some, okay. some openings, some yeah. things that I'm excited oh, to okay. try. Yeah. So Crying Wolf, you're familiar with that bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have reopened with mm-hmm. a vegan-friendly menu. Oh, wow. So okay. uh, I believe it is available to go. And if it's not available to go... I'm going to say hold off and wait till it's available yeah. to go. Well, then, don't they I'm... have a huge, like, uh, second-floor deck up they, there? I think they do, yes. So... For yeah. sure. Um, so I'm really interested in trying And out. they've been closed since the tornado. It's because yeah. of the damage that they sustained from the tornado. Yes. And that's why they have, have yet to open. So Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for this. It's total bar food. Like, yeah. But oh, yeah. that's exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bar Vegan-friendly bar food. No, that's great. There's a new Indian pop-up restaurant. Really? Called Zika. Also with some vegetarian and vegan-friendly uh, offerings. I don't think it's anywhere. I think this okay. is like a true pop up. You go on Instagram, there's a phone number, you call it and order things and they'll get it to you. Like really? kind of underground. What? I think working towards something 
more mm-hmm. established, but mm-hmm. from what I can tell on the internet, that's the way it's set up right now. But like a tofu coconut masala curry, yeah, sweet potato tikka, I'm in. That sounds those, awesome. Those sound fantastic. And the pictures are, they look delicious. So uh, so you really have to just get them on Instagram. You have to request <laughs> their to pro- follow them? Their profile page on Instagram is just like, contact us and here's a phone number. All right. Yeah. Uh, no link to like order from DoorDash or anything like that. There's no website. There's no website linked. But I have friends who were posting in their Instagram stories like, oh, look at this Zika Nashville meal I just got. So they're definitely huh. providing food in some way. Uh, I'm just not so, sure. So you're telling me you call them. They say we will deliver to you or you come to this location and pick it up. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. Do they have a red flag? They might have the red flag, the infamous red flag in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Um, It might be a delivery situation where they will bring it to you. Interesting. Um, Or it might be like uh, your your favorite bread spot where they throw it at you, you know? So do do they have, uh, I'm confused. So you call them and they send you a menu. So, I mean, because they don't have a menu posted on Instagram, right? They do have a menu online for their pop-up restaurant. Just have to look on Instagram. But okay. Specific okay. post. Okay. And it will tell and, you. And you'll see it. Okay. Yeah, this All is right, the, the new way of the world, Matt. Just wow. an Instagram account and a desire to That's work through the technology okay. to get the food you want. Well, uh, hopefully they have everything up to code wherever they're cooking it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, one would hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. That's what I'm... Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll so, so Z Z E K A Z I K A Z I K A. Yeah, I'll link Z- the uh, I'll link it the Instagram account in the episode description, but it's the Zika Nashville underscore. Okay, if you're looking for it. Cool. So I haven't, nice. I haven't tried either of those yet, um, nor have I tried this third one, but I'm very excited about all three. There's a place called Cooper Branch that is it is okay. vegan based power food, which is a hysterical tagline to (laughs) give but i think this is actually a chain there's like a bunch in canada and up in the north and they're opening one here on church street really close to the library oh okay and man it looks incredible like they have a bunch of bowls which is a very popular thing for vegan friendly places but they have like a, a mushroom galaxy burger a spicy black bean burger a beet patty uh, all kinds of sandwiches, like a falafel wrap and a tempeh sandwich, like a huge long list, like a massive okay. menu. Just go back a second. Yeah. Did you say beet patty? I did say beet patty. Have you ever had a beet patty? I've never had a beet patty. Oh, it's so good. But I love beets. Yeah, it's it's remarkable because, you know, when we have Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers right. now, which really emulate real meat. Right. But what's fantastic about the beet burger is... It oozes this redness Mm -hmm. that feels very meaty. It doesn't taste like meat. It tastes like a beet burger. It doesn't. But it just has this similar texture and it has this sort of similar look that kind of like evokes that feeling. Is the beet like chopped or ground or is it it like It's very patty-like, yes. But like like ground patty? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That sounds... I mean, I, I, I love... Like, I love beets a lot. Yeah. Uh, yellow beets, by chance? It's red a, beets? It's a red beet. A red beet? It's okay. a red beet. Yeah. Man, this uh, beet patty to, comes with... I have to get that. Caramelized onions, guacamole, lettuce, uh, Cape Cod kettle-cooked chips, 
alfalfa sprouts, and the new copper sauce. I don't know what that is, but uh, <laughs> it's probably mayonnaise, right, but uh, right, right. that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I'm really impressed by these restaurants that are opening up that are vegan friendly with massive menus. Right. You know, it's not like, here's our three items or here's a special substitute you can do. It's like, And it does seem like a lot have, not a lot, but a substantial amount have opened up in the last year or so. Yeah. I mean, they're really starting to finally pop up. I agree. Which is great for all you folk. It is great for all us folk. Um, and all you folk out there that <laughs> yeah, want to I mean, try I, it I'm out. Not, I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but I, 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 love, I love it. I, yep. I, I love vegetarian, vegetarian and vegan foods. So those are, my, those are my coming soons that I'm really excited to try. You know, like That's in cool. future episodes, I always think like, oh God, where am I going to eat? Yeah. Because I'm such a creature of habit. Well, I'm but really I glad list. that you gave those to us, to me, because I didn't know about any of them. All and right. I think I'll definitely at least go to one of those places oh. before uh, the next episode. Hopefully. Well, Cooper Branch won't open until February. So we'll oh, okay. talk about that in a future episode. Where did you say that was? That's on Church Street. That's on Church Street. Okay. 601 Church Street. All right. Oh, yeah. Like co- Commerce and Church yeah. like right there. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Gotcha. Cool. All right. I wonder if that's where the subway used to be. You know, I don't go downtown very often, but mm-hmm. this will be worth it. It doesn't matter. Going downtown. Yeah. You gave us the address. Yeah. We and, can find it. And I will get it delivered to me. That's what I'm guessing. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of brings us into our theme of today. Uh, we want to talk about to-go places, places that all of the places that we talk about right now, we want to be to-go friendly. But specifically, we're going to touch on spots today that are very to-go oriented because, yes. you you know, COVID numbers are spiking and it's not over yet. And vac- mm-hmm. just because the vaccine exists doesn't mean any of us are getting it yet. No. So let's We're gonna keep be ma- planet safe. At yeah. least until end of summer, I would think. And yep. unfortunately, I mean, I don't want to be wearing a mask any longer than I have to, but I'm realistic and, you know, it is what it is. But uh, we can only do what we can do and just be as safe as possible. But one thing you can do that is very easy is to go food. (laughs) Yes, yes. Super simple. And kind of more convenient. Yeah. I I think about this. I think about the trade-off. Like, Mm -hmm. you might have a burning desire to go sit in a restaurant and have Mm -hmm. someone make you a drink and bring you food. Mm -hmm. Is that worth getting insanely sick, possibly having long-term effects and or possibly infecting your family. You wouldn't think you have to ask that question, but but I'm you know. I'm saying yeah. if you're if you find yourself just antsy to go sit inside a restaurant, maybe run that one through your head and be like, well, maybe not. I mean, we all roll the dice, we all take our own chances. Yeah. Uh, we're all adults, but you know, get your food to go. It's easy. Yeah, very easy. You're still supporting the restaurant. You know, that's all you can do. Yep. You know, that's all you can do. So. Why don't you talk about one place? All right. Real quick, I've mentioned this place multiple times on multiple previous episodes, but I'm going to give it its full due now, is the Beehive Vegan Deli. So that is on Gallatin Road, 2414 Gallatin Avenue. It's right next to this place called Hail Dark Aesthetic. It's right in front of the East Room. It is the world's worst parking lot. Yeah. It's awful. (laughs) Like it's like boomerang shaped, it, and, and no spot is good. <laughs> right. Every single parking spot, you are in danger of hitting another car. It's yeah. angled in all the worst ways. But this is a an establishment that is really bringing a lot of plant based alternatives throughout the city. Like they mm-hmm. mass produce this stuff and distribute it to grocery stores, distribute it to other restaurants. They have their own little grocery store inside. All that stuff is closed right now, the interior of it, but they still are operating where you can order to go. You can order from their website. 
and you can still order food from their deli and the deli is awesome it's so like accessible food they're not making stuff that's over the top or like strange to people that aren't familiar with eating vegan food so that's what i was gonna ask is it strictly vegan or is it vegetarian i think it's strictly vegan i think that lots of tofu uh seitan and other meat substitutes but like the like i said the accessibility is sort of their like number one goal and they have like a buffalo chicken philly sandwich a roast beef and cheddar sandwich an italian sandwich right all of which are fantastic. Uh, but the real piece de resistance is the crunch wrap, which they also serve at Rosemary and Beauty Queen, one of my favorite bars. What is that? The crunch wrap is a large flour tortilla with a tostada inside of it. And then the edges of the tortilla are kind of rolled over the top. So you get this disc shape. It's filled with fake meat and lettuce and tomato and all kinds of fun vegetables and maybe a little fake cheese in there. But it looks like this disc covered in a toasted tortilla and you bite into it and it's got a nice crunch to it. So you got the flour on the outside and the uh, corn tostada in the middle? I don't know if the tostada is corn or not. Maybe. But it is crunchy. Yeah. And it's just delightful. It is such a fun, textured experience. It yeah. is an extremely tasty experience as well. I just, I can't recommend it enough. I've eaten so many of them. And really? Yeah. You can cut them in half and share them with a friend. You can be gluttonous and eat the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, it's a marvelous little little piece wow. of food offered by Beehive. Sounds like an original sort of uh, food item that you can't get anywhere else. I don't know that they came up with it. Um, you know, Taco Bell has a thing called the Crunch Wrap. Oh, it does. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this restaurant called Taco Bell. I've, I, I have not been to Taco Bell in probably 15 years. Well, so there's a thing at Taco Bell called the Crunch Wrap Supreme. Okay. And it gotcha. is a large flour tortilla <laughs> with a tostada in the middle. Okay. Um, so they, they're they're <laughs> can't yeah. say that they came up with the design. Can't say that they came up with that, but I can say that they perfected it because yeah. they've made it accessible to all. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and, it's and I'm sure it will not do what Taco Bell did to my stomach, and that's why I've not been to Taco Bell in 15 years. It will not do that. Good. So Excellent. It, beyond the Crunch Wrap, uh, they sell Topo Chico, which I'm a big fan. Oh of. yeah, wonderful sure. little beverage. Yeah, uh, they have a lot of a variety of tots tater tots now you wouldn't think to get a crunch wrap with tater tots but you should consider it because it's extremely good oh yeah no i love tots you can't there's never a bad pairing with tots much like the pumpkin seed right the tot is (laughs) always an improvement uh they have some fried fake fried chicken stuff like hot chicken stuff Uh that's not my bag so i don't really partake yeah but i will say in you know being mindful of to go ordering online is super easy uh, you can drive right up to the awkward parking lot. They've got a window. They just set your order out. You don't talk to anybody. Anyway. Like, there's no human interaction. It's great. It's really convenient. It's really fast. Like, uh-huh. I'll be running an errand on the east side, pull up the order, and eight minutes later, it's ready to go. So I put that on my list of to-go spots to consider for okay. uh, future enjoyment. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. a crunch wrap. Yeah, I'll have to get that. That's not too far away. So I haven't yet to get that from there. Okay. What do you got? So I have one. I was planning on doing a full episode, maybe uh, even though I know you couldn't really participate in (laughs) 
uh, barbecue restaurants. Mm. And there are a couple of new ones that have popped up in the East Nashville area and a couple specifically on Gallatin Road that I uh, was going to try to review all at the same time, but I haven't made it to all of them yet. So I am going to talk about one of them, though. Oh, a little teaser. Yeah. So, And I might not be able to eat at a barbecue restaurant, but if the conditions are right, the sides are a real treat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So this particular one is called Toto's Barbecue Express. <laughs> what? Yes. And I should say it's more of, it leans more Latino. Okay. Uh, barbecue. What is that like? So it's one of those places, you know, you go down Nolensville Road and you see the restaurants that have the huge pits where uh-huh. they're cooking all the chicken. Uh-huh. And so it, they're doing that. And so they have a lot of uh, barbecue chicken every day. But they have a full full menu. So you can get burger combos, uh, pulled pork, brisket, and they have chicken sandwiches, all sorts of different uh, a catfish sandwich, a barbecue sandwich. This is a and huge menu. It is It is huge. A lot of meat. I will say a lot of meat. But their charro beans, which I think charro actually does have a little bit of pork in it, uh, are, are great. I decided to go ahead and just try the brisket burger and whoa uh it was amazing it has third pound of ground beef and then has smoked brisket on top of it peppers mayo barbecue sauce all together slaw and it was really 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 good i (laughs) had that i also thought whenever there are wings around i oh yeah i i got i got to i got to taste i yeah. got i got to try them yeah, you yeah. know so i had their hickory smoked wings cuz i knew they probably cooked them out on on the big grill mm-hmm. and those were i mean just like they say i i mean they were not dipped in really any sauce it, uh, well a barbecue sauce it was more of a very very light kind mm-hmm. of vinegary based sauce huh. really 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 good wings and then I had also the charro charro beans, which were which were great. So they do it, they do have it's like right next to the Mapco on Gallatin Road, it, it, deep in Inglewood. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, I drove you, by that the other day. Do you remember like Radio City Cafe briefly had this? Yep, it was right there. Yeah, it's like really offset from the street. Yeah, yeah. I believe a garage. Mm-hmm. car garage yep. place right next to it and it, yeah it's set back so they do have a restaurant but you can't eat in it right now it's it's takeout only right. i mean you can go inside and order but you cannot sit down there right i will say i noticed when while i was waiting and it was during lunchtime that a lot of uh, latino folks came in and they were just getting chicken the chicken dish, the chicken, you know. So the you're chicken taking that as there. a sign. That's what you should have gotten. Yes, yes. No, the burger brisket was great. I, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I think I will, you know, follow the trend next time I go there and try try the chicken because obviously that seemed to be. I mean, one of the most popular menu with um, a, items with a menu that dense. It seems like you could go back a lot. Yeah, yeah, you could. And they have, you know, a decent kids menu and, you know, they do have uh, some salads if you want. I think you might be a little limited being a vegetarian going there, but you can can find some things. 
That being said, I'd like to try their hush puppies. I just saw hush puppies on the menu here, and it, yeah. it caught my eye. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm sure they're good. So yeah, pretty. I mean, they got mac and cheese too. I mean, right, right. So you can. You not, can I'm to- not going to go you, wrong. You can totally, totally do it. Yeah. So I'll waste away to nothingness eating just hush puppies <laughs> and mac and cheese, but it'll yeah. be worth it. Yeah, for sure. So it was it was great. I highly recommend it. Uh, reasonable pricing. It's cool. It looks like it's on seamless too. So getting it even getting it delivered. Right. Seems possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that was a great experience. I'll, de- I'll definitely, I've, I've actually been there a couple times. I really want to know the story behind the name. Yeah. It's a great I, name. I don't know. Toto's Barbecue Express. Express. Yeah. Oh, what a delightful little logo it has, too. Uh-huh. A little, little cute little pig. <laughs> right, right. You know, right, just right. ready to get killed and... <laughs> Uh, served up. <laughs> served up. What a, a nice little looking pig. So, so oh, cute and ready to die. I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm uh, I, happy to hear that. I do have to say, I, I want to mention a couple of things. Uh, so we did go to, since we're talking about to go, there are some options if you do not want to, to go take to go to a restaurant. And, and this is general. Um, a couple places okay. that we've discussed in the past. Okay. And we're talking about these places that have built some pods. Oh. So last month, uh, my wife and I, we went to City House. Okay. And City House, and behind it, has built this pod system. I don't know. Did you see that? I haven't seen it, but I have a lot of questions about the pods. So okay. please continue. So City House has a decent-sized backyard area. Mm-hmm. And so they built, you know, using... Uh, you know, I mean, it, it is it is very, you know, they didn't try to paint the wood or anything, but, you know, using wood paneling, uh, just built these pods. And there's probably, if I was to guess, 13 of them. You go in the behind city house, you know, the little walkway takes you in the back and it's covered sort of like with a tarp tent, I guess. And they're these wooden pods. Okay. And so the wooden pods have uh, a curtain. Okay. And a heating unit. So you go and walk down the path, and there's a pod on the right, and then a pod on the left. You go to the next one. I mean, they're they're connected. Right. Like I said, there is a covering, but it, it's open at the top. Okay. So it is completely open. So it's not you know. Okay. So I felt comfortable because it felt like there was good ventilation. Sure. And we had. I don't really need to talk about City House. We've sure talked to about it ad nauseum at this point we're talking about pods Um, right now yeah we're talking about pods i will say the only problem luckily when we went there it was on an evening that was not very cold it was i'd say maybe upper 50s and that's and and that's another thing COVID has changed i mean i i i hate the cold (laughs) but you're willing to but i've become quite adaptable yeah to putting up with it if it means I can hang out with friends outside and have a drink or yep. go to a restaurant um, that has an outside pod. That being said, our pod, the heating unit did not work. Ooh. So it wasn't a big deal because it wasn't really that cold anyway. Right. Uh, so, But it could have been. It, yeah. I mean, if it would have been in the 40s, it would have sucked. Yeah. That's the thing. So some people across from us in their pods, they had their curtains open so you could see in, you know. Right. Some of them had closed. There was a pod uh, across from us, uh, you know, it's kind of diagonal, that I could see the people left, but their heating unit was on. <laughs> and I was just like, oof. 
come on, can I, can we go over there? Yeah, you know, but it, we were halfway through the meal, you know. Rough. Um, they, I mean, they did, I think the, you know, fuse tripped or something because yeah. they did, they spent like at least five minutes trying to fix our heating unit and they could not. Right. And it was fine. It, it, by the end of the meal, uh, I mean, it definitely was wearing my coat and it was a little breezy. I would have preferred to have the heating unit. But had but the heating unit been on, you, you would have had a pleasant time. It would have been toasty. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only thing I, I, you know, if it's 30 degrees, 35 degrees sure. outside, it, I don't know how well the heating unit, you, like you would, I would imagine still have to wear a coat while mm-hmm. you're eating dinner. Right. And some people might be willing to do that. Others might not. Um, you know, I would imagine you'd want to dress warmly. So that is one place. The other place we talked about was El Fuego. Yeah. And I have not been there yet, but I actually talked to somebody who has been mm-hmm. and had their pot experience. And they said it, that it's great. Um, that they're, So I think their pot experience, uh, I believe the pods are separated, whereas at City House are kind of all together. You know, it's built as one long row. Right. Uh, and the pods at El Fuego are separated, you know, by several feet. And there's a heating unit at the top. And it, the heating, like, and so the heat comes down on you. Mm-hmm. And they said when they went, it was pretty cold, whatever day it was, and that it was extremely comfortable. But how enclosed is that? That's my number one concern with any pod-based experience is the circulation. What you described at City House sounds like pretty open and breezy. It is, yeah. Which, yeah. from a circulation standpoint, kind of my preference. Yeah. Some of these restaurants that I've seen, and I understand the need to pivot in this way, are making small rooms, like right. little plastic Dexter rooms, right. you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard me. Uh, I'm not into that. You know, uh, like, I don't want the... Sorry, I don't want all the breathing to be kept inside. It needs to right. get out. It needs, it needs to open. Yeah. Right. So I can't speak to uh, how the circulation at the El Fuego place, but yeah, it does. It sort of seemed like it was a little more closed mm-hmm. than the city house one. Yeah. So yeah, no, I know. I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, you would think, so are you going to leave that open for 10 minutes between guests right. to help kind of get everything out? I would imagine that would be enough time to have some circulation right. if you're outside anyway. Yeah. But that means you have to be very comfortable with the people that you're dining with. Yes, for sure. Otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. That is my question. Right. Yeah. That being said, I mean, you know, that's why I would only go with my wife probably somewhere. Sure. I, I probably wouldn't go. Right. And in this case, it is a, it's a personal pod. So, yes. you know, like right. I, I went to uh, 12 South Tap Room recently, which I love. I'm not saying anything bad about them. They have a really nice porch really nice deck on the front that they've now enclosed with plastic right i don't don't know if that's a winter thing or if it's a covid thing or maybe both but i'm not interested in sitting in a place with six other people six other couples or families that i don't know anything about yeah no that's the same thing that's i've i i saw that too at at another restaurant that you know riverside you know their outside is now completely enclosed in plastic and I think they're doing that because obviously because of winter, you right. know, uh, and just thinking like, well, people think that's a little bit safer, but it looks pretty, pretty closed up. Right. You know, yeah. whether it's wood or plastic, it's still enclosed. Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, th- we talked about it. These are the, the 
risks that you must take your own yeah. self. But yeah. as a show that's telling you places to go, I'm not going to tell you to go to those places. Yeah, like, I will say I drove by Riverside the other day and, you know, God bless them. You know, there's a, a couple and it was nighttime and they have they've set up some tables and there's like a one or two parking spots right, right. front where they have now the heating unit and set up some tables and i drove by and there was a, a couple i mean it was cold and and and, and they were like wrapped up yeah Ob- obviously needed to get out of the house yeah didn't want to go inside sure. on the porch where the plastic was and I was like, what is that guy holding? And he was holding, it looked like maybe a one-year-old. That was, oh, I mean, no. it was like totally like a ball wrapped up. Oh, in, no. into, I was like, I, I get that. Because you, know? you, you got to get out of the house. They and, do have a good pretzel bun. I got, oh you God. know, it's they very do. good. They do. And their beer cheese, I think I talked about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, quite a while back. The mix of, uh, I think, Yazoo and uh, Jackalope together. Anyway. It's phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. So may digress a little bit, but you know. It's all right. Well, I have one more thing, but I'm going to skip it, and we're going to get into the final new feature of Let's our show, okay, yeah. which is music recommendations. So yes. anyone who didn't hear the last episode, we've started this new thing, which was actually started many, many, many episodes ago when Mickey was the co-host, Mickey Parks, who is now on WNXP. 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 You know, this show's called This is the Place, which is a reference to Talking Heads. Uh, Matt yeah. and Mickey are huge music fans, like just consummate as obviously are you. Yeah, I am as well. But I put the kibosh on making music yeah. recommendations because I wanted the show to be focused. And now I've decided I don't care about that focus. And uh, <laughs> music recommendations is fine. So I really hope that we can get Mickey back in here now that, that the radio station is kind of running smoothly. And, yeah. and he can f- finally participate in yeah. the music recommendations. I think, I think he's ready to come back. I actually talked to him uh, recently about it. And oh, I think he's awesome. kind of got his schedule kind of set a little bit more now. And he, so he's, I think, going to find the time soon. That's great. Because, I mean, he's always been an incredible music fan with great recommendations. But now yeah. he's working for WNXP and he's just going to have even more oh, yeah. to recommend. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's immersed in it now. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So do you want to go first or I'll go? You go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to mention two things. Two things. One thing really quick. I, one of the uh, actually bands that I mentioned in these first couple of episodes when we first started the podcast was a band that I saw at the Pick and Party a couple years back. You know, the East Side Pick and Party that happens in the summertime. I could not remember the name of the band that I mentioned in the first or second episode that I saw at the Pick and Party a couple years back. And I was going through my notes, and I saw the band name, uh, and I just wanted to mention Cicadia Rhythm was the band that I saw from Athens. They're still around. They were just doing some sort of benefit uh, down in Athens for, I think, some sort of food bank themselves. But a very kind of Mm old-timey, something I wouldn't normally go to, not my go-to type music, but they were great. Anyway. I just wanted to mention. That I mean, real at a quick. thing called Pick and Party, that does they should be old time. Yes, yeah, great. But beyond them, the main artist I wanted to talk about is somebody you probably know of. Um, do you know who Blake Mills is? Uh, the name sounds really familiar, but you know, I don't so know any music from he's that person. This like Svengali guitarist who, like, he you know. People like not a you term know, you hear too much. Eric Clapton says like Blake Mills is the best guitarist in the world now, sort of thing. And he's a producer, so he 
produced Brittany Howard, not her solo record, but uh, her band. The Alabama Shakes? Alabama Shakes. He produced their second record. Okay. And he produced the last couple Perfume Genius records. Oh, wow. That is, those are wildly different. And yeah. And he, I mean, he's just all over the place and what he does uh, musically, but he's known as a guitarist. And he's put out a couple of solo records in the last like seven or eight years. He was originally, have you heard of the band Dawes? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't think he was ever in that band, but him and the main guy in Dawes were mm-hmm. like friends and had a band in high school together, I think. Okay, interesting. Um, so he put out uh, a solo record last year, uh, right in the middle of pandemic in March, uh, called Mutable Set. Mutable Set. Mutable, yes. Yeah. And it is just beautiful. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't have a lot of, I can't, I'm not going to reference any food with it or anything like that. <laughs> but it, it definitely kind of has this, uh, at, at some points in it, you can hear like a little bit of Elliot Smith or kind of like Nick Drake. Okay. But then you hear these like weird Eno things underneath it sometimes. Oh. And it's just really interesting. It's not typical singer-songwriter fare. And that record just surprised me. Again, I think I came across it on Bandcamp. Sure. And I'd heard the name, and I looked him up. I was like, oh, okay, he's produced these things. This sounds very interesting. Yeah. I will listen to it. And it it's awesome. Like, I really, I mean, I go back to it quite often. And it is, again, one of my probably favorite records of this past year. So pretty low key. Very low key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hushed in some parts. Yeah. When I hear Svengali guitarist that Eric Clapton loves, I don't always go in that vibe. It, 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 right. Yeah. So you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. That's, though. that's very cool to hear. And he actually, I mean, he, he did a couple years ago, he did an inst- all instrumental record called Look. Okay. And I, it's an EP, I think, uh, four tracks. And it sounds like, I mean, it's an ambient record. Um, I'm in. And I'm I, in. I think he completely did it all on guitar for the most part. And it, but it sounds like it's almost all keyboards. Huh. And I, I can't, you're not much of a science fiction guy, are you? Or do you, maybe the genre? Yeah, the yes. Gen- yeah. Okay. Big fan. Did you see the new Blade Runner? Yes, 2049. 2049. There are elements of the music from that that remind me of this instrumental record that he did. Oh, okay. Um, Very kind of minor chord. Sure. uh, Creepy in some parts, but then all of a sudden turns to be very beautiful. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, I'm kind of more talking about a couple of his records than just the one. But uh, what's your what's your entry point? If as a listener, I would say mutable set. Start with mutable set. Yeah, and then work your way into look. Yeah, and then everything else. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, definitely. Huh. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna start with look. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you said it sounds like Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of hooked. Okay. That sounds cool. amazing. You also yeah. said Nick Drake meets Eno, which is like, you couldn't ask for a better review, I don't think. You know? Like, yeah. That's a nice. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, it, it's very easy to listen to in a weird way and comfortable, but so many cool little things going on. Huh. Yeah. Love it. All right, I will uh, check that out and link it in the episode description for anyone who wants to check that out along with me. 
Uh, my recommendation is a local band that I think you have seen, possibly on accident. Okay. They are called Styrofoam Winos, and they are a three-piece improvisational group. Um, I think you saw them at the Saki place over in Pie Town one time. That's I have a vague memory of you yes. telling me that you saw some interesting improvisational acts, and I think they were on that bill uh-huh. that same week, like the Robe played, yeah. and uh, maybe someone else. I don't remember who, but I think Styrofoam Winos was on. Anyway, the point being, Styrofoam Winos, generally known as a three-piece improvisational group which doesn't necessarily do anything for me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Improv could be very good or very bad. Right. But they have a new album coming out, uh, self-titled. It's not out yet. It comes out February 12th on Sophomore Lounge Records. But the first single is out. It's called Stuck in a Museum. And it is the opposite of what you would expect from an improv group. Like, this is tight. This is just delightful indie rock. It's got a kind of a weird, quirky bend to it. So improv indie rock group. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not jazz. I I thought I would just I, I assumed it meant some sort of jazz Here's, inflected. I'm going to make the in- most lazy music journalist statement I can make. Okay. But I stand behind it. <laughs> All right. Much like the Pumpkin Seeds, I stand yeah. behind this. Okay. I think this band is Nashville's Yola Tango. Really? And what? if you know Yola Tango, you know that there's a lot of improv. They're oh, yeah. feeding off of each other. They're uh-huh. like fleshing out these songs on the fly a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But there is a structure. Mm-hmm. There are lyrics. There are, you know, pieces of each of these songs. It's not just like someone starts playing a rhythm and then someone builds on top of that. Right. They have songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They totally have it I'm, laid out. I'm calling Styrofoam Winos Nashville's Yola wow. Tango. So do you say that just in uh, kind of style but not substance or even like uh, you can so see them as an influence? I could definitely see them as an influence. You know, Yola Tango for like the past 10 years at least has been kind of quiet and mm-hmm. hushed. Yeah. This song in particular, Stuck in a Museum, has more energy than that. Okay. But Yola Tango... Yeah can crank it up when they want to. Well, that's what they're known for. I mean, you know, they always usually crank it up at some point, but then they bring in, especially, like you said, of recent, you know, definitely a lot more uh, chill, I would say. Yeah, so I'm standing by this grandiose statement, which is... I like it. You know, that's... I admit it's lazy music journalism. It's going to set your expectations to a place where you, you're I mean, going to be disappointed because <laughs> you can't hear words like that. But it definitely piques my interest. But it piques your interest, and I, I stand by it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Styrofoam That's awesome. Minus. So uh, Bandcamp, obviously? Bandcamp, for sure. Okay. Yep. Awesome. We'll be linked in the episode details. All right. Well, That's all I got. I got some homework to do. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to eating some good vegan food, I think, and hopefully listen to some incredible new music that I'm not aware or I'm just a game aware of and uh, and, uh, will listen to very soon. I'm interested into getting into some pods, some safe pods. Tell me what you think. Maybe eating some side item mac and cheese and hush puppies from Toto's Express. Well, you know, if you want to continue your research with pumpkin seed, Oh. Cafe Rosé. Cafe Rosé. Will do. Avocado and hummus. <laughs> All right. That will wrap it up for now. So remember, eat up, drink up. And if anyone asks, this is the place to be. See you next time. Bye. Bye.